Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome to Mark My Words. This is Mark Homer and I've got Henry Smith here who is a time-tested developer, uh, many, many decades of experience. Uh, you, you, you've been in residential, commercial, lending, sounds like he's got interest in the NHS. What doesn't he do? Hugely diverse. Um, so Henry, well, welcome to the podcast. I quite like that introduction. Does it say time tested? <laughs> That's another word for old, is it? Seasoned. 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 Yeah. I, I have to own that. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Henry, just look. You do a load of different things. Um, give us, give us a flavour of, of your sort of core activities. Well, it sounds like a load of things. It's about supporting and backing the right people because I'm only one man. I like to think I can spot talent and nurture talent. So the main thing the H Group do is to acquire land or buildings without planning permission. We have a great planning team and we start that journey, which a lot of people would say is the hard way, because most banks will not fund land or buildings without planning or give you a very small amount of money for it. Uh, We will go probably 18 months to two and a half years to obtain planning. once we've done that, we, we may exit to an HA, we may build for an HA, we may build and retain, um, or build and sell. Mm. So you're adding value through the planning process, yeah. um, which I know that's my sort of favourite. A lot of people look at the stuff where we are and they don't want to do it if it requires planning consent, they think it's too hard, whatever. Why do you... Why do you like that rather than, I don't know, a persimmon or a barrett or whatever will come along and want an oven ready site that's, that's already got, it's consented and it's done? Why do you like getting in at that sort of early, early because stage? Because we can make what I call double margin or even treble margin. Okay. You put us out there and most people out there with a site we're planning, we're not going to be able to pay as much as the next guy probably who is, uh, probably has a mess of trades and contractors. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless it literally is an open field. Generally, most of their work is in London. The sites are very bespoke. They're difficult to build. Yeah. Perhaps 100% site coverage, mm. you know, rights to light. All that type of thing has to be taken into account. So we'll, we'll go and get the planning, and then we'll take it to the market. And yes, we've sold to persimmon people like that. Likewise, there's a hunger from housing associations. There's a need. So effectively, you're making a lot more margin out of getting the consent yourself. And I suppose part of it must be all this experience you've got over all these decades means that you can get a much better consent, maybe higher density, more on it, less contribution. I don't think we can do, and when I say that, I think we can maximise the consent. We can only go by what the officer is going to re- recommend. Yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, we're going to try and push the boundaries. Yeah. When we acquire something, we we always carry out sensitivity. Yeah. So there'll be our let's say hundred units of what we expect. There'll be our hope or our hope plus at one hundred and ten. And you know where do we need to be to be making okay money? And that might only be ninety units. 
So it's very interesting. So you're talking about a variance of 20 units there, which is all profit. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful or very uh, can I say, honest with yourself about what you can achieve. So I, I notice a lot of the stuff you do is in-house. So your, your schemes are very much design-led. And I understand you've got your architects in-house and I presume your engineers and a lot of the design team. Well, that was the case. Okay. We're now exiting that, in fact. Okay. And we have our own planning team. We've yeah. got our favoured architects. And if it's a PRS scheme, we, sort of, we know what we're going to build. We know the type of finishes as such is pretty standard, the type of kitchens that we want to last, all that type of thing. Uh, regards to sales, very area-specific. Mm -hmm. Lately, it's been around the Olympic Park, um, it, a lot of it is East London, where we I like the feature walls, underfloor heating, yeah. tile flooring. You're talking about probably a, a critical style window. Yeah. Now, all that adds cost. Yeah. But I believe, and it has done, apparently yeah. we, we finished, well, I know it's true, it's a site called the Bagel Building, which was the fastest selling site, one of the fastest selling sites in London. Yeah. But it's somewhere you walk in, and it is great. It's hip. Everybody wants to be there. We've got a communal gym. It's got sonos in the apartments. Mm. It's, it works. So a lot of the time you are building to sell if it's residential, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you're holding a lot of the commercial or? We hold all the commercial. You, yeah, you hold yeah. it all. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. yeah. That's interesting. Um, and I also notice you hold a lot of the freeholds as well. We hold, yeah. I, yeah. I hold them all. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Yes. That's interesting because. Most developers. No, do, yeah. no. Well, of course it's changing as well, isn't it? Because of this consultation and the ground rents and everything like that. But. It, why, why, why do you hold the freeholds? I've taken a view that they won't change these retrospectively. Mm. You might interview me in a couple of years and, and I might eat my words, but it, I don't believe that to be the case. It's going to be hard. I mean, can you? I mean, what, what, I'm picking exactly. all of that. I mean, it's going to be an absolute bloodbath, isn't well, it? Isn't it? Well, I'll sure be cool, Benny. Right. <laughs> the shudder goes down my spine at the. the, the yeah. yeah. So uh, we've got a great estates department, in fact, yeah. so now that um, we have a separate uh, management company uh, for the freeholds and, yeah. and, ex and clients, external clients that we, that we manage for them. Oh, so you're doing block management for external I'm very clients. proud of the guys yeah. that are actually doing that. Okay. They're, they're really doing good, good stuff. Okay. And do you buy freeholds? No. no. So you're just retaining the ones that yeah. you've developed? And then, I suppose, refinancing and, and because of... Funny enough, it's, you've hit me, I think this is the first time ever in 25 yeah. years that we've financed them. Okay, yeah. fine, so you've just been keeping them and taking yeah, the income. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Because the yield's so strong as well. The yield's know. so strong. Yeah. yeah. Low. Threes and fours. Yeah. Kind of it's, it's, yeah, it's not great, but it's all that comes along with it. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. What, lease extensions and all, all the management? Sort of yeah, yeah, insurance, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it goes on and on, doesn't it? Yeah. I um, maybe maybe well actually on this latest one I am going to be even though I'm I'm not selling the units I'll end up keeping the freehold obviously because I don't want to be subject to no. yeah but at some point in the future I may end up selling the apartments so I'm going to start the leases now um, to myself to one of my companies so that uh, hopefully I've solidified the ground rent if it. Goes that's that's your plan, isn't it? Yeah, who knows? I mean, there's a lot of people which I think um, that are unfair landlords. I don't, we really don't play that game, yeah. and that wouldn't be for us. You yeah, know? yeah, it yeah. has to be straight down the line. Yeah. 
some people find it as a way of a quick buck. Yeah. I really don't agree with that. Well, it, I, I, I did a development and I sold the apartments to a lot of our investors and the, I sold the freehold off and then it immediately got sold to this other company and they put, they put a set of uh, managing agents in that were, or block managers in that were like that and God, they were awful and it really put me off the whole thing and you can understand why there's this pressure yeah. um, to, to stop it. They, they, they give us all a load of grief, these people. It's a shame that that sort of that poor management and that quick bunk attitude mm. reflects on every freeholder. It does. Freehold. They think we Yeah, it is unfair. It is unfair. Because <laughs> actually a lot of them are not like that. I use a, I use a local lady to block <laughs> manage and she's good. Yeah. So, okay, fine. You, you've touched on something there about very tight sites. A lot of the time it's 100% of the plot. Um, <laughs> You know, and you're, you've got right to light, of, which can get sort of protracted, obviously, with neighbours. Injunctable, and, if you don't do it correctly. Yes, uh, which is, um, you, you don't want to go down that road. Um, but clearly, you, you, you're buying lots of existing buildings. Mm-hmm. I presume you're demolishing a lot of them and then... Mostly. Yeah. Mostly, yeah, because you're going to get a much larger building generally on it. So the density improves. Yeah. You're going to get more out of it, more finished units. But you've got deep floor plates and you've got courtyards, mm. uh, which it must be quite a challenge from a design point of view. Getting lighting is that is that a, a sort yeah? Of, there, there is that challenge, although yeah. it's sort of it's, it's a well tested sort of okay. you know, the way we do it there is well tested. But as I say, it is separate to each piece of land. Yeah, yeah. Quite often getting into the basement there. I mean, in London. Do you? Yeah, I mean, a lot mm. of people say, "Why bother now?" Well, I don't think of now. I think mm. of. Ten years time, yeah, you know, and think of the future because once you built that building, you can't then lift it up and go into the basement. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's costly, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. So, okay, fine. Why, why do you sell most of the residential? Why do you not keep it like the commercial? No, I don't sell it all. I probably okay. sell. Um, we have quite a large residential portfolio. Do you? Yeah, it's about finance. Yeah. I would, I would love to keep it all. Yes. Uh, but we have to keep the banks happy. We yeah. have to keep money coming in. Yeah. Um, there's still some good growth areas in London, as yeah. I said. Even though the Olympic Park was at 2012, yeah. you'd think it's been done. I believe that's still got great growth. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. It's worth doing. Yeah. And, and I especially what you've got Westfield and all these other yeah. things that are. That's it. They've got the canal there. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's lots going on. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. So when's the next recession? That's interesting. Some people would say there's a recession now. Yeah. I think it's depending on what part of the market you're in. Yeah. I would say I we are not brave enough to do the two three million pound units. Um, you know, as you know, we have a finance business yeah. and we get offered the opportunity to go in and fund these. Yeah. It doesn't interest me. Yeah. I sincerely believe that the stamp duty has got to change. I think the whole circle yeah. where, let's call it the Grey Air Brigade, and I put myself in that, want to, yeah. perhaps people a bit older than me, want to trade down. You yeah. know, they want yeah. the lock and go, they want to go yeah. to Spain. They want to release some money mm-hmm. to their children. But the sort of stamp duty rates now, I mean, it's just cost prohibitive. Yeah. But why is equity release such a big business now? It's a mess. So putting stamp duty on the seller is not going to work, is it? It's not going to work, but is there a compromise? Yeah. Something has to give, doesn't mm. it? 
Well, otherwise, all the stuff over, I don't know, one, one and a half million is just going to remain gummed up and the market's going to just go sideways, isn't it? Well, when you look at, we have our first retirement scheme. We haven't yeah. launched it yet. Uh, and the, the units are not expensive, although yeah. the way we've designed them, I think, I think they'll be very, very nice. I'm waiting to see the response because, you know, are people going to say, yes, we, we want these units, but yeah. we've got to sell our big bands. And are they, is that sort of, where, what sort of area is that? That's in Loughton in Essex, and that's okay. a great site yeah. that's in the centre of Loughton High Road. Okay. And we're excited, although yeah. we build a lot, we're excited yeah. about the interiors, the fill, yeah. as you walk in, and we've got about a month to go before we launch the, yeah. I think just before Brexit, apparently. Yeah. So, effectively, with that model, you... you, you you know, I, I've looked around some of these schemes. It's it's got a, a warden, has it, and more of a community feel. It will have a warden. It's a very it's a yeah. small scheme. It's only thirty yeah. units, twenty nine, thirty units. It's our first sort of toe in the water. Yeah, but there's a lot more to be done in Great Britain for retirement. Is there? There's yeah. a lot, lot more. So the sort of I don't know McCarthy Glen to people like that. You, well, you take them on. McCarthy yeah. Stone, all that. Sorry, sort of McCarthy thing. Stone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've got the baby boomers. Yeah. Boomers are now no, no longer babies. They're going to yeah. be retiring. Yeah. And it's about upselling to them now. Mm. Before it was all sort of very dowdy, very flop wallpaper. Yeah. Now people at 60, 65, 70, they're, yeah. they're, they're running, they're, they're, they're training. Yeah. You know, they want to be, they want to be sold something that yeah. makes them feel young. Yeah. And, and margins as well. I mean, where we are, I, I look at those units and they are selling for a lot more than a, a similar size flat next door. A lot more. Um, 25% more price. Yeah. So yeah. There's, there's, there's demand, there's a market, there's, I, you know, all right, I, I've never got one of those consented. You'll, you'll know about that, but... I presume there's sort of covenants on there limiting them to over 55s and various sort of yeah. things. Yeah. But um, yeah, interesting market. And you're also into bridging as well. Uh, or, or, sorry, MES funding. Yeah. 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 Not, not in a massive way. Just yeah. it's all naturally evolved. Yeah. Unfortunately, work some great people um, from RBS. Yeah. Uh, and they sort of run that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I sit on the board meetings. And the brand, what, what, what's it called? The brand is Assured Finance. Okay, fine. Yeah. And, and you, were, you were mentioning that it's, it's all about working with the right developers. You, I mean, some of the things that actually come in, I mean, yeah. are, are quite laughable in some yeah. ways about what people say they can build for, yeah. how quick they can build. Yeah. And you look at some of these appraisals and um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Some of them are great, don't get yeah. me wrong. Yeah. Obviously, they're the guys we want to work with. Yeah. But the range of sort of uh, intelligence there. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. No professional fee. No. Or <laughs> Where's Those the finance things. cost? Yeah. Do you remember the stamp duty? <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, uh, yeah, you can sort of see why um, when you go and talk to banks, then can be a little bit reticent when you, you sort of go in cold and you're new and they don't know you and they must get absolutely swamped with this stuff on a weekly basis. But likewise, we get some good guys that just yeah. need that little bit of mis funding. Yeah. And I've been there myself. Yeah. You know, where you yeah. just need that, that little bit more that's going to yeah. enable you to do the deal or not. Yeah. And I love seeing that. Yeah. We've got a couple of young guys at the moment that delivered three months ahead. Yes. This, I mean, from the actual um, build of it, they're yeah. actually ahead of sales. Yeah. And, you know, we really want to support them and we really want to go again with them. Yeah. And it's nice to see younger people mm. and they've got that real can do attitude, which yeah. I like. 
So you're you're going in. There's there's a sort of first charge there, standard yes. development funding. You're the the slice on top, and then they they put some equity in. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and lost a lot of money in the past when people don't put any skin in the game. Yes. So yeah. So you need, won't do that anymore. No, you need them to have. Yeah. Sure. They need to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And so so what what sort of scheme you know in terms of the the values of GDV. What's the range and, and, and how much do they need to put in and, and what do you sort of charge? Well, generally it's 10% of the yeah. equity required. Okay. Probably a PG in there somewhere, yeah. or, or, but that has to be a PG that is a sensible PG. Yes. Yeah. Um, so what did you say? Yeah, just what charge? Sort of, it can range. Yeah. You want me to give you all my secrets. Apply for one and I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know if I can afford it. <laughs> We're reassuringly expensive. Yeah, good, good. I'm reassured. <laughs> okay, so if we, let's just rewind right to the beginning. Obviously, I've sort of started a little bit back to front. You've done a lot of other stuff before you got into property. Um, you know, what sort of led you here? And why is this the right business for now? Yeah, I mean, I had a very short stint in the services, Royal Marines come out, then I saw an advert to travel, travel the world, meet people and earn lots of money. And it ended up being a double glazing salesman. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I, I did that for about seven years. And you're talking about a lifetime ago, 36 years ago, I was earning 50 grand a year. Yeah. yeah. 50,000 pound a year. Right. I mean, it was, <laughs> That's a lot so, back then, isn't it? Because when I was younger, I, although I went to school, I didn't, I couldn't really study at school very well. Yeah, I yeah. Suffered with attention deficit. So I enjoyed the selling, although I hated the pressure because yeah. if you didn't sell, you yeah. didn't earn. Then I was sitting with my friend whose father had given him a house. Yeah. And I worked out that he was making a hundred pounds a week out of having rooms mm. in a house. HMO rooms. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, well, I could get 10 houses, I could make a thousand pounds a week, then I could retire forever. That was what went through my head. It was Virtual exactly, job. I just added it all up and I thought, I can have this, I can have a house, and then I don't have to do anything else. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it sort of marched on, this was probably before you was born and when you could get a mortgage very, very simply. Is this 70s? This is probably, no, 85, yeah. 87. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we're getting houses, yeah. forgetting to tell the local council, the yeah, HMOs, yeah. doing things, we forgot about that. But, but, but I mean, did it, was, were they really there in those days? Were they that as bothered? And, no, not really, you know. but it was, then it was your experience, yeah. because having no formal education with yeah. accounts, etc. And fortunately, the partnerships, the guys and I, we decided to call it day and sold out just before the recession or yeah. part of it. Yeah. The ones we were left with, I then got my experience on converting houses into apartments. Oh, so uh, you moved them from HMOs into yeah, apartments? Yeah, certain ones we couldn't sell, all that sort of okay. thing. Okay, and, and why was that? Was that because the, you, the Well, because the, the, the values were there, but then the recession come, yeah. and we're paying 15 or 16% at the time. Yeah. And you're sitting there, and you're looking at this income. Yeah. You're looking at a house you can't sell, you're in negative equity, yeah. and you're thinking, how do I deal with such a massive debt. Yes. And the first, not the first thing, the thing what I learned from it yeah. was to take it on, speak to the people yeah. and deal with it. Yeah. Because you can deal with anything. Yeah. If you're going to run away, you're yeah. not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And it was a great experience. Yeah. I would literally go to the building societies, yeah. chat with them. And really, well, it was their problem. It was my problem because 
I didn't want to go bankrupt. Yeah. And I think it showed them that I wanted to work with them. Yeah. And uh, it worked. It worked out fine. Yeah. You know, it was. I mean, for a young man, it was a lot of pressure. I was what, 27, 28. Yeah. I'd also had another massive debt from Lloyd's of London, so I was literally looking at bankruptcy. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a choice of, well, you know, do I just walk away from this? Yeah. But no, I just ate it up and learned a lot from it. Yeah. So effectively, you, you, you got all this debt. The, the values were lower as sort of HMOs, but convert them into apartments. You can get out of jail. You can yeah, get out. Give the money, pay off the building societies yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I imagine now you're a lender and when someone gets into, maybe not that situation, but... They deal with it head on. They're in the office. They're like, I'm going to sort this. And then you see them making progress. Well, you want to, if someone's trying, isn't yeah. it? And they really are generally trying. Yeah. You're going to work with them. Yeah. What's the point of putting them into administration? If they generally are good people and they're sharing their, sharing their problem. Because we want our money back. Mm. So a lot of this sort of success, which you've clearly earned over the years, some of it has come from adversity and... There's been a few mistakes on the way, substantial mistakes. Yeah, which... You know? Some of my own causing some from the banks, or one bank in particular, which was just nasty. Yeah. Nasty. Yeah. You know, I had a significant amount of borrowings, excess of 120 million yeah. when the recession came. I paid it down a 30-odd million. Yeah. I never missed a heartbeat, yeah. never missed a bit of interest. Yeah. Then they decided I wasn't for them, and that was yeah. very upsetting. Yeah. And that, you know, by then, then saying they want their money back, forced me to sell some beautiful sites in London. Okay. But what do you do? Mentally, you've got to pick yourself up mm-hmm. and you've got, you've got to live to fight another day. You've got to go on. Yeah. So what is that? What do you do to pick yourself up? What do you do in there to, to sort of push well, through I, that? It's funny enough, I just met when I remarried my wife and said, here's the, here's the call. We either go and live in Spain and I've do a bit of, you know, running and trifling, or I'm going yeah. back to work where you won't see me. Yeah. And she actually said, well, fine, go back to work, which I wasn't sure about that. I was just gave her a note. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It's just, you just dig down, don't you? Yeah. You dig down and you learn. The biggest mistake you can make is not learning from the experience. Yeah, yeah. So you've sort of taken all those learnings, yeah. uh, you know, and, 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 and clearly put them into what you do today. And... I, I presume when you're dealing with banks or you're dealing with, I don't know, development or you're looking at risk or whatever, that stuff's valuable. It is, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's a lot of experience there. Yeah. You know, as I said, it's obviously mistakes I've made and you sit down and you think, Oof, did I really do that? And you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. I'd call you an autopsy. I've done yeah, there, when something's gone wrong, I sit yeah. and I've, I've actually written an email to myself, what has gone wrong? Have you? Yeah. And, and then you use it when you're looking at another deal in the future? Or you're well, I think when it's that or? bad, it sticks with your mind. So, a bit sad, I still have it on my iPhone. Yeah. A yeah. couple of things. Yeah. Probably, I, you know, I don't really refer to it. Yeah. A lot, but I've lost substantial money in the last recession, which... Yeah. Oh, eight. Uh, yeah, yeah, I have to... Oh, yeah. At the end of the day, it's down to me. I do yeah. feel it's unfair the way I was treated by the bank. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you have to get on. You have yeah. to move on. Yeah. So... Sort of fast forward, we're, I don't know, 11 years on since the last recession, 10 years on. What sort of things would you put in place or do now to, because it's, it's, I don't know, we don't really know when the next recession is, but it, it could, what is it, zero to 10 years? Well, maybe. they say every seven years. 
So you look at your, for instance, borrowing, and yeah. if you want to be a decent-sized property company, you have to borrow, an yeah. investment company. Yeah. Uh, everything will chill. Even today, I fix some money because rates, rates are coming down, but something only needs to happen in the world, yeah. and, and rates could spin around. A I can't shock. see it. Yeah. yeah. I can't see it because the world is accustomed to low rates. Yeah. But I have a policy at least 75% of the debt yeah. is fixed. Is it? Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It runs into a lot of money every year that we're overpaying. Yes, yeah. But, you know, it's a term loan. Yeah. We know exactly where we stand. Yeah. Uh, rather than trying to get get the last penny out. Yeah. So you're fixing, effectively, you're insuring yourself against rates shooting up, not over leveraging. No, no I mean, you, no, I think 60%. 60 is yeah. enough. And always yeah. try and get some capital repayment in there. Yeah. Don't just think, oh, great, it's interest only. Yeah. Try and chip something away, even yeah. if it's shallow amortisation. Yeah. Like worth a, it. Like a, get it under 50% in five years, or I've got a hybrid product like that, or yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. It's got to be worth it, you know, because yeah. once you're used to that repayment, yeah. then you open it up five years' time and your balance is massively down. Yeah. Like a little sort of hidden savings plan, isn't it? it which is? you, you forget yeah. about and then you're like, shit. Good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so clearly there, in terms of protecting your business, not not putting yourself in a position where you're too exposed in the next recession. Mostly, that's been around debt, debt levels, and sort yeah. of fixed rates. You know, if, if what else? What else do you look at to to, to sort of protect the downside? Because surely, if you if you protect the downside, you're gonna the, the upside should look. Certainly look after itself. Well, it? I think you, I, we do, yeah. I yeah. plan for the worst yeah. and hope for the best. Yeah. And that's and that's what it is, you know. The worst case is buying a site, I only yeah. get the 90 units and yeah. I'm still making money. Yeah. Well, where's, you know, where's the problem? What's the problem? Yeah. So when you do a site and you've got to get that last mm. unit and you're sweating on it mm. and, you know, you might have perhaps a planning officer that it's, doesn't want to see yeah. it. So you've actually entered that already on the back foot. Mm-hmm. You're already under pressure. You yeah. might have borrowed the money. Yeah. It's not something, it's not the arena to be in. Yeah. Okay, fine. So um, in terms of, you know, other stuff, you outside of property, you, you know, you clearly you've this huge business, you've got all these units, you, but you must love doing other things as well. Well, charity is something that I've always sort of written checks yeah. for. But now we have a thing called, called the Wickish Charity, yeah, which yeah. is based in East London. It's for knife and gun crime. Mm. It's something close to my heart that I have a brother-in-law murdered 30-odd years ago in East London. Uh, not so, well, it's knife crime. And sadly, he left uh, my sister with one child and she was pregnant with another. And I've always wanted to put... East London's been very good to me. Yeah. I mean, I actually... Move from Knightsbridge to East London, back to East London. It's all very good. People say Knightsbridge, but yeah. to me, the heart and soul is East London, yeah. and I love it. Are you there now? Are you? I mean, no, I was in Knightsbridge and I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I was there yeah. for four or five years, found yeah. it very artificial. Yeah, yeah. I love the heart and soul of East London. Yeah. I love what I see goes on. Yeah. So we have the Wickers Charity based yeah. in a few hubs in East London. Yeah. And we're actually doing some very good things for, for the youngsters. Yeah. We're going into schools. We're showing them the effects of knife crime. Yeah. And, you know, people just think it's big to carry a knife. Yeah. It's actually big if you carry your, your, your name shopping. It's not big to carry a knife. Yeah. A lot of these things are from people that have got absent parents or they've got no hope in their life. And yeah. we're trying to show these children 
what you can make of your life. We're teaching yeah. them to code. We're actually helping them with simple things like homework. We're taking yeah. them to places. We're educating them. Okay. Yeah, a lot of satisfaction from that. So, so what, what what form does that take? Do you, do you have a building where they all they well, go? We have hubs. They, okay. It's called hubs yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah. And uh, we have hubs, in fact, we either rent the space or we're given the space and we literally go in and set up. Um, ultimately, we will find our own home. Uh, there is talk though that why we take up that big amount of capital, we could actually roll out this programme. Yeah. Let's start with East, North London. Yeah. I mean, if we were ever to be able to do it throughout the whole of London, then we'd be a massive charity. Yes. But yeah. one step at a time. Yeah. It's immeasurable. You can't say, yes, I've saved that life. Yeah. I'm, I do work with some good people again, and I do believe we are, we are making an impact. Yeah. And I suppose, you know, being able to control the charity and where the money goes must make you a lot more sort of happy about putting money into it. Because sometimes when you put right. money into these big charities with all the admin costs, you just wonder where it's going. Well, when you look at some of these things where 70% of the money you put in goes to admin costs. Why would you do it? No, but people don't even, don't even realise it. No. It's like running a business. You have the same problems as running a business. Yeah. And we do keep... And we do keep prices down. I mean, I've even just instigated, they've got a photocopy double side. Yeah. It's said simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But why not? It's you know, why waste it? It all adds up. This is people giving us, we've got a responsibility with people's money. Mm. I'm not going to waste their money mm. or my own. Yeah. And uh, I suppose every extra piece of paper that's double sided, photocopied, you know, instead of single sided, means you can do another class if you, yeah. I don't know, have another thousand of those or whatever. Right. It adds up. Yeah. Okay, so best advice you've ever received, worst advice you've ever received. Hmm. I've got to apply this to business. What is the best advice? I can't, you know what, sort of... Best advice, I think, for me, is to hold property wherever financially you can. Yeah. I think it's a great asset. Both commercial and residential. Uh, in the right location. I think we all know if something's in the right location. If you've got a commercial unit lock-up perhaps in the middle of no, nowhere that is very hard to let, then right. I wouldn't advise that. Yeah. I am sport, we're in London in general, yeah. and I'd say 99% are all good good lo- 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 locations. Yeah. Uh, the advice I've sort of been given by people that subsequently gone bankrupt yeah. is borrow as much as you can, yeah. which yeah. is just ludicrous. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. at times, I don't know if you were there in, in 05, 08. That I was, was there. Yeah. They were giving people bonuses at banks to lend yeah. out money. How can, you, how can you give someone a bonus to lend money? Because they're making interest, or they thought they were, didn't they? Yeah. But, but it wasn't sort of they were selling the debt on, so they, they, didn't, they weren't the originator. So they didn't carry the risk. No. And I suppose that's... Pass the parcel until well, the music stopped. Yeah. So mm. now you're a lender. It's, uh, well, I suppose the world's changed. You, you end up taking that credit risk, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but it's we. Yeah, I mean, we do a very good paper, and as yeah. I said before, we look at where we're going to. Oh, ultimately, am yeah. I going to want to own it? Not yeah. that I can yes. directly own it, but yeah. Yeah. is there a facility there that we may want to enter, that we have to end up owning? It? And are we comfortable? So then you can exit yeah. if you yeah. need to. That's the right money. Lock it up, rinse it out. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. Okay, fine. And I mean, you, you know, you've got. Your own podcast? I know you're into podcasts. No? No, I haven't got my own podcast. No, no, but no, you, no, no. So where else can people follow you? Because 
you know, I, I know there's a lot, a lot online, you're in Property Week, you sort of, there's a lot of newspaper articles, but is there anywhere else you, people no, get? No, not no? as such. Currently, someone like yourself uh, comes in, no, yeah. I haven't got something that I, I put out there. No. I have to be honest, my LinkedIn is managed by someone because I'm not great with social media. I that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I, you know, I'd love, as you can see with a charity or anything, to put something back. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's great seeing the younger person strive and get on. And if I can give them a little bit of advice and if they can learn from a mistake yeah. I've made. Yeah. It's a good thing, and 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 the future. So you know, where are you? Where are you going to grow? How are you going to grow? And what are you going to do more of? Well, I've been. I went to the North Pole. I've been to the South Pole. Have you? Raised one hundred and eighty thousand for the charity going to the South Pole. Yeah, yeah. And some really good support from yeah. some other other property guys. Like to do more of that. Yeah. Um, and it's all a balance. Yeah. Got. It's getting the people here now. I'm nurturing them. Yeah. To take over. Yeah. As such, you know, I'm never not going to be here as such, but I believe generally most people want to do well. Hmm. Most, most people strive. So I believe in empowering them. And if they make a mistake, you know, they come and sit down and we, and we go over it. Because hmm. people do make mistakes. But it's, I suppose it's how they fix them and how they sort of move the sale to... Well, owning it. First you've got to own it, haven't you? Right. You've, got to, you've got to say, yeah, Take I've messed up here. Be honest. Yeah. yeah. And don't... You know, throw someone under the bus that I've seen people do. Yeah. Which is just, you know, what's up people do? Cowardly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I, um, you know, it's, it's, it's been really, really interesting uh, getting to know you and, and understanding more about your business. Um, thank you very much for, for coming on the podcast. Um, and uh, that's been Mark Homer for Mark My Words.